the hell is this? What are you doing in my library? We were just, we were, it was, uh, reading, reading. We were just reading, just reading, reading. What could you possibly read like that? Um, books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club. Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I am Doom. And I'm Fitz. Why didn't you try to do a British accent and act proper? Because, dear boy, I didn't want to sound retarded. Like that? Right. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I am Peter Griffin. I like fancy food. I like reading comic books and dressing like a dude. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we're back with our second episode. Hang on. Our second episode about Shadows Over Bacon What the fuck Street. was that? I dropped my book on the table. Jesus. <laughs> was it loud? I heard it over here. I'm nowhere near the microphone either. I heard it. I wonder if it sometimes pulls audio through the phone and not the microphone, because it was right next to the phone, but nowhere near the earbud microphone. Hmm. Maybe. Anywho, second episode of <laughs> Shadows Over Baker Street. Yeah, this time we're going to be talking about the case of the wavy black dagger. <laughs> Whoa, easy there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the joke from last week, and I was trying I to decide if I wanted to make it again, and then I chickened out. And what else? And the, the story after that in this book, which is A Case of Royal Blood. <laughs> I just imagine you quickly leafing through the book trying to find out what the next story was. And the story after that is another story we're going to talk about in this episode called... It's funny that you should imagine that because that's exactly what I was doing. You were vamping and you actually did a pretty good job. Nobody probably would have noticed if I wouldn't have called you out, but it was funny. Yeah, I just read the fucking story like 15 minutes ago, but like... What the fuck is this piece of shit called? Yeah. So, yeah, and let's see. We're going to start with uh, the case of the wavy black. The veiny black dagger. Dagger, yes. Sorry. I... That one was written by Steve Perry. Not the singer from Journey. I don't think. No. This dude worked on. Oh, he wrote for Batman the Animated Series, too. And he wrote Shadows of the Empire. Wait, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, wow. That was actually a really no. good book, except for Dash Rendar. Oh, you're not a Rendar fan? Fuck no. Fuck that punk. All right, Jesus fucking Christ. Calm your tits, dude. Fuck that punk. His whole, his whole sole purpose in the book was to be Han Solo without using Han Solo. Well, yeah, they couldn't. What the fuck are they supposed to and then do? Then they blew his ass up at the end. Spoilers. Uh, I'm not there yet, you fucking cunt rag. 
Sorry, I spoiled the fucking 30 year old book. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Putana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Steve Perry uh, wrote for Batman the Animated Series during its first Emmy Award winning season. During the second season, one of his scripts was nominated for an enemy. Enemy? Emmy. <laughs> Which one? Which no doubt caused the subsequent loss of that. Wow! <laughs> He wrote this himself. He must have. Let's see. It's uh, and during the second season, one of his scripts was nominated for an Emmy for outstanding writing, which no no doubt caused the subsequent loss of that award. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a hilarious self hater, like somebody else we know. Go on, you can say me. Go on. Go on. No, oh, fuck it. You. <laughs> Did you call me a Jew? I said it's you. <laughs> oh, I thought you went Jew. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Back from the edit. He also wrote the uh, novelization of Men in Black. Oh. Not as excited about that one. Oh, Men in Black was a good movie. Mm. Fuck you. Mm. It's another one that came out during my blockbuster tour of duty, and I was like, I I can't possibly fucking give a shit about this movie. No, that makes sense now, but still. I've missed out Uh, on a bunch of movies like that. Was Rosario in the first one or the second one? Was she in any of them? I thought she was. Rosario Dawson? No, fucking Rosario Demenchke. I don't know her. I can't believe Cory Booker is hitting this. Let's not go there, because... I was okay with him until I heard that, and I was like, fuck that dude. <laughs> no shit. I was like, yeah, I can vote for every president. Now I'm like, man. Oh, imagine if she was first lady, the first first lady we jerked it to. <laughs> that I mean, got cut. I mean, Michelle Obama wasn't so bad. And there was something about her that I was just like, meh. And fucking. Really? Yeah. Dude, I think she could fucking destroy your shit. Well, yeah, that's probably why I was like, meh. I mean, I think she'd be too much for you to handle. I think there's... Moving on. Tread lightly, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Rosario was in Men in Black too. Don't question me, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> We're both getting awful hostile, ain't we? Fucking bitch ass. Fuck you in the face with a brick. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. God, she's fucking stunning. Here's a picture of her from June 2016. Mm-hmm. I'm in love. She's 40? Yeah. Damn. She's old, yo. Nuh-uh. She's fine as a motherfucking one. What mm-hmm. are we talking about now? Sorry. Huh? I don't know. I'm about to fucking start spanking it to Rosario. Let's don't do that. Let's get back on the case of the wavy black dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Was that pause intentional, or did you just stumble a bit? I just stumbled a bit. Because comedically, that was perfect. <laughs> I just stumbled a bit. I, I, I was going to make the veiny black dagger joke, and then I forgot where veiny went in the sentence, and then I missed it, and I was like, oh shit, I guess I just better say the whole thing. I don't care, that was comedically perfect. Nice job. Mm, you're welcome. Um. So yeah, case <laughs> of the wavy black dagger. This was a short one, too. It was really short, but... Short black dagger. <laughs> Extra wavy, though. Just to prove that not all stereotypes are true. Oh. 
Anyway, um, yes, it was short, but this is what I expected. Yeah, this this will this is like on track of back to what we thought this book was going to be last week. The two stories we talked about were kind of like, uh, this isn't exactly what I expected from this book. Mm-hmm. But this one, and then the next one as well, are both ones where it's like, yes, this is what I expected. This is what I expected. This is what I wanted. Right. And, uh, yeah, this was a real quick hit. It's It starts with Sherlock sitting in his fucking den or library, whatever, smoking up, trying to get a little hashish going. The whole thing takes place probably in, what, 20 minutes, maybe? Yeah, and it's a real bottle episode, too, because it's one room. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like this would be, like, a good, like, uh, like, a, like a one-act play or something. Yeah, like, say you got, like, a Twilight Zone-type show that runs for an hour and they do different segments within the show, this would be perfect for one of the segments. Yeah, you mean like an anthology? That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word anthology. I know. We're just going to call each other out on all <laughs> retardation tonight, ain't we? <laughs> you stumbled like a fucktard. <laughs> you don't know the word anthology. <laughs> you jerked off to Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I never did. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. It'd be all right. Nice try, White Devil. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, it's a real bottle episode where one room, Sherlock's in there trying to get his fucking smoke on. He's like... In the the actual Sherlock Holmes, wasn't he like an opium addict? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he was an opium addict. He did fucking coke. But yeah, he was like, this is good shit. Them doctors got the good. (laughs) Anyway. Right. And then he starts talking over his shoulder to this person that's been hiding in the, the what? Yeah, he, what's he been? What's she been hiding in? The Schiffer robe. Oh yeah. It's a callback. I know. Or a call forward, or whatever. It's a call somewhere, but the way you said that is like fucking. You came on strong, dude. Oh, I was excited about it because I read this story like right after the episode where I said Schiffer robe, and I'm like, haha. Yeah, you, you spooked me a little bit though. Oh, sorry. I mean. Normally, I'm used to you being, like, phlegmatic. I love that word now, dude. I'm sorry. I'm used to you being, like, real tamped down. You're like, whoa, yeah, bitch, I told you, Schiffer robe in your ass with a Schiffer robe. Schiffer robe would never fit in your ass, you know. <laughs> Unless you're JTF. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. Anyway, yeah, she's... He sees some shifty shit going on, and he's like, I see you. And she's like, took you long enough, bitch. I've been here for like an hour. And he's like, <gasps> so basically this assassin broad shows up, and he's like, oh, you're from here because of this, and you got this, and this right. is Right, he's able to guess where she's from and that she's got a knife in her pocket, not just happy to see him. She breaks down, and she's like, well, look, asshole, you knew that because of this, this, this. And he's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And he starts popping a little bit of wood because he's like, I think I've met my match. And she's like, bitch, I'm better than you. Right. It was, it's funny. Like they really lean into like his asexual, like he's not interested in like fucking or women or nothing. Yeah. Except this, this lady's like fucking turning his crank because she's so smart. Yeah. Turns out she's, and it, it sounds like I'm zipping through it, but there's really not a lot to this. Story. No, it's not. It's all dialogue. It's all. It's all just the back and forth between them. Yeah. Him not quite. He doesn't even really get a chance to guess 
these different things because he'll say that he knows something and then she'll come back at him with all the reasons why she already knows that he knows those things. Yeah, because he's used to being like, oh, you're from fucking here because of this. And everybody's like, oh, wow, are you almost getting Yeah, but she's like already a step ahead of him and is like, you know, he she already knows the reasons why he knows mm-hmm. this stuff. Uh, so she's like giving him his own explanations back to him before he can even explain how he knew it. Yeah. How he knew it. So that's mostly what the story is. But the fact is that she's like some assassin trained in Bali to assassinate this sleeping old one. And this this is interesting too. This takes place in America. Oh, that's right. He's in New York. Yes. But yeah, like you said, she's tra- she's a trained assassin and she's coming um, because there's this dagger... <laughs> a wavy black dagger <laughs> that's missing and she's come to get it and he thinks that she's uh hiring him to find it and she's like fuck that noise i know you got it and he's like what right then she gives him a test of her or a proof of her skills and shit and jumps up on him quicker than a hiccup ready to slice and dice his ass and he's like oh i'm gonna marry you and she's like no you ain't because fuck you <laughs> That's a line of dialogue, isn't it? Uh, maybe. (laughs) So, yeah. She gets the knife from him and turns out, like you said, she's from this line of assassins who've been trained over the centuries to kill one of the old ones. And whenever they pop up, the assassin, they keep training these motherfuckers and passing down the training and the skills and shit. Yeah, waiting for this thing to wake up. Yes. So that no matter who it is, there's one assassin there to fucking take them out. Right. And they have to take them out. The thing has two hearts. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this is a matching pair of magical daggers. Because yes, the sir. two hearts, hearts have to be stabbed. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Have to be stabbed at the same, you know, together in mm-hmm. order to kill this beast. And so somebody mm-hmm. stole one of the daggers and she's been looking for... actually this league of assassins or whatever has been looking for this dagger for decades. And I guess it apparently got into the hands of Moriarty. And then when he died, it was auctioned off in a bunch of his shit. And that's how she knew that Holmes had it because he must've gotten it from Moriarty's possessions. Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. Like, yeah. Then he just gives it to her and he's like, there you go. Maybe I'll see you again sometime. But it's the, the, the journey to get to the end, the, the conversation, the dialogue between them, the interaction is mm-hmm. what makes the story cool. Yeah, it's so fucking clever. Yeah. And it's not like a study in Emerald where it's like, ain't I clever? You get to see the steps of why it's clever. It's not just a small twist at the end and then it's like, ha didn't see that coming, did you? It's too fucking evenly matched and let's be honest, probably one is a little better, and I'm not talking about Sherlock, than the other. And you get to see this clash of fucking intelligence. And the whole time Watson was sleeping in the other room. Yeah, and at the end he comes out and he's like, were you talking to somebody? And Sherlock's like, (laughs) no. Yeah, the woman of my dreams. And Watson's like, put down the coke, junkie. (laughs) Fucking junkie. (laughs) So yeah, it's pretty much it. And it sounds like there's not much to it. And it's like, fucking, what a waste of time. But no, I thought that was great. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot to explain. It's more the the experience of reading it is what's enjoyable, not not necessarily the story because it's the goal of the story is pretty simple, but the um, how they get there is pretty cool. 
So my question is, did we rate these as we went last time, or do we want to save that all till the end? I think we saved it for the end last time. Okay, so, yeah. Like I said, I love this story. Yeah, I did too. It really felt like a Sherlock Holmes story. Yes, and like we said, this one gave us what we wanted. It wasn't like, you remember this fucking dude that was mentioned once in a Sherlock story? Well, he's the fucking point, and there's no mention of Sherlock. Why? And it's not overdone either. It's not like, it's really short because it didn't need to be longer than this. They didn't, you know what I mean? They didn't like stretch it out and pull the taffy for fucking 10 pages just to make it longer. I mean, there, there are easy ways that this could have been expanded and it would have been satisfying still. Yeah. But the way it's done is so fucking surgically sound that, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So that was pretty much the end of that story. The next one was A Case of Royal Blood by Stephen Elliott Altman. Which, wait, you sure about this? I'm looking right at it. Are you sure about this? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I started reading the next story after that. Oh, they would never question me. (laughs) (laughs) You know how many times you've said that to me? Don't question me. Don't question me. Yeah. Why are we both doing, like, over-retarded voices for each other tonight? Oh, don't question me. I don't know. Gonna be one of them. I like it when you fight back. Anyway, a case of royal blood. I read this um, and finished it about oh, a month ago when you were like, hang on, I'm only like two pages in. That might be a bit of an over-exaggeration, but I did keep going. Did you read that? Because you read Black Dagger in fucking like ten minutes. Well, yeah. Well, that one was a really fast read. It was. Well, but... and, and plus, I had a, a very distracting week. Yeah. So... My night, my evenings weren't spent reading most of the time. I feel you. I was I watching. I was watching. Was like, I was watching history be made, or at least listening to it, watching the scores. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What happened this week?" My mind kind of wasn't on this book this week. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but what was your first impressions of this story? I liked it. It felt a lot like, to be honest with it, it actually, it reminded me a lot of that Obi-Wan and Anakin book, Master and Apprentice. Okay. Because the, not really the situation even. That comic? No, the, oh, not Anakin and Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Because the, in that book, they go to a planet where there's a, well, she's actually the queen. Well, I guess she's the princess, and then she becomes the queen. But there's like a little girl, and then there's a a regent and a you know captain of the guards type, and okay. there's somebody trying to kill her. This came first. I know this came first. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying the the feel of it kind of felt the same, and it was you know it was in a castle, and it was you know a lot. Of, yeah. It just I mean that's about where the similarities end, but you know it was kind of that's what struck me first. I was like, wow, this kind of feels like. You know, almost the same, not even, not even, I shouldn't say almost, I'm kind of exaggerating how close they are, but. You're backpedaling <laughs> like a motherfucker now. Well, no, I mean, I don't want you to think it's like exactly like that story. It was just like elements of it felt very similar. I gotcha, dude. All right. This was a, uh, what, 33 page story? <laughs> Maybe it was Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time we've done that, Joe. I know. <laughs> Um, let me 
me ask you this too before we get into it. What did you think of Stephen Elliott Altman's style? I liked it. It was pretty good. It didn't feel as much like a period or like a uh, like an like a real Lovecraft or Con- Arthur Conan Doyle type voice. Yeah. As the last story did. Yeah, and there was something about his writing that I'm not saying it was bad, but I didn't love it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it was. It was almost like it felt too modern or something. And not even that. There's, we've talked before about certain authors. Just no matter what they do, the their voice comes through and is like, I like the way this fucker writes. You know. Yeah. And there was just something about the way he writes that it felt not completely there. You know. We've talked about it before. Like I said, it's hard to nail down what that is and. Again, it was good. I did like it. I would, I like it better than the first two stories. But coming off of Steve Perry, and you know, I told you, I put a star by this story because I wrote them all out in my notebook so I could keep track of it all. I put a star by Wavy Black Dagger because it's like, that's an author I know. I know their work. I love his work. So coming off of an author I really dig into this dude, it, you can feel the difference. At least I could. In the style and the voice. Yeah, you know how stupid I am. I thought they were the same guy! Yeah, you know, we were just doing the case of the Wavy Black Dagger, and you were like, Steve Perry, and he wrote Shadows of the Empire. And I was like, he did? Yeah. If I just turn my head to the right... It's like three inches from your face? It is literally right next to me in this clear tote with all my yeah. Star Wars novels. It's right there. Steve Perry, right there on the spine. My copy's about two feet from me in a clear container too so what a dummy <laughs> you just glanced over saw that and was like i gotta tell him how dumb i is uh-huh that's usually my job to fucking give you shit and you're like no it's my job tonight anyway back to this story what'd you think what'd you think of the uh oh you're asking me questions the inclusion of another literary person but this time a real person that i really dug did you know that's who it was when they first said mr wells well, I didn't get a chance to uh, to kind of get it to think of it to in think the about story it. because yeah. you remember last episode when I was like, "Oh," and you were like, "What?" and I was like, "No, nothing, nothing. I just saw something that's coming." Oh, because you. Oh, yeah, right, right. That's what you read. Because I was ahead. on the Wikipedia page, yeah, trying to find information about it. Yeah, that's what I saw, and I was like, "Oh, that's oh, clever," okay. or whatever I said. And you're like, "What? What? What?" and I was like, "Oh, no, no, nothing, nothing. I just saw something that's coming." And you're like. Oh, okay. Don't spoil it. Yeah, so basically, he teams up with H.G. Wells. Because Watson has gotten hitched and moved out. So, Sherlock's on his own again, and he's trying to figure out how to fucking work on his own and whatnot. Because he likes having somebody to rely on. But the other reason that he picked Wells is because this princess is a fan of his. And, And he's a kind of a subject matter expert on supernatural yeah, stuff yeah. yeah so yeah holmes is tasked by the queen to figure out who's going after her daughter yeah not the queen of england the queen of the netherlands or holland right i mean they're the same place but in this story there it's called holland i think there's it's still called holland so they hop on a boat and head over there and when they get there they talk to the queen and she's like, There's, there was a young girl in a white dress and it was fucking spooky and scared the shit out of us. So they went and interviewed the daughter, uh, the princess, 
And Holmes could tell there was something about her that she's, like, drawn to dark and spooky shit. Mm -hmm. So they talk to her a bit, and then he's like, I want to talk to the fucking king. So they go and talk to the king. They interview the daughter's guard also, and the king's just like, fuck that supernatural bullshit. Somebody's, somebody in this house is trying to kill her. Yeah. He's like, fuck that, it's lame shit. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And Holmes' like, all right, all right, you said fuck it like four times in one sentence. He's like, I said fuck it! <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, so they, they interview a bunch of people and don't really come up with much. Yeah. But then secretly, apparently, Holmes had seen something when they were interviewing the princess. The, there was like a false piece of molding yes. or something. That, well, that, that he had, had sent Holmes to read the daughter a story and he said give her two choices give her like a happy light story or a dark story and wells is like oh why what are you doing and holmes is like ah, blah, 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 blah. and yeah, he went back to it. the library where the attack happened and this is the part that the other night i was like dude have you read anymore and you're like oh shit no i was like i'm on page 80 where are you and you're like uh way behind that fuck Something just awesome just happened, and I wanted to fucking ask you about it. And you're like, oh, well, don't spoil it. I'll tell you when I get there. And apparently you were too busy with worrying about your period. And um, mm-hmm. and you never told me. But do you realize now what I was talking about? Yes, because Holmes found a secret panel that was hiding some letters and books and stuff that the princess was apparently um, reading. That's why she was in her room with the door locked. Somebody yes. would catch her reading these forbidden books. Yeah, and Sherlock pointed that out to Wells. He said, well, there's got to be a reason why this little girl was locked in her room mm-hmm. with in her house. Why would she do that? It's because she didn't want to get caught doing what she wasn't supposed to be doing. And Wells is like, oh. Uh, and he's like, no, no, no. I meant reading a book. Yeah. And Wells is like, oh, well, this is the 1800s, so that's okay to think about. So he found in that secret compartment was the Necronomicon. Oh, bitch. So the, the princess had been sneaking a peek in the Necronomicon. Which I know that didn't originate in Evil Dead. I know I, I know it predates uh, Lovecraft, too. But, oh, when you say Necronomicon, I'm like, fuck yeah, Deadites, bitch! Oh, you sent me a picture of your Star Wars books? Oh, yeah. That's how close it is. Hang on. Oh, wow, you got an awesome collection here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would fucking bust a nut looking at these books, dude. Yep. Gathered over the ages. Yeah, I know. I know how it goes. Like, they're seriously only that far from you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like literally two feet. Like not oh, an exaggeration. Oh yeah, you got outbound flight, didn't you? Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I did get yeah. it on your suggestion, on your recommendation. Yeah, that's another one of those books that I love, but it's like, whoa, what if he fucking hates it? <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. yeah, we were gonna do a book club for that, weren't we? Yeah. Anyway, back to this book club. Yeah, Necronomicon. I saw that, though, and I was like, oh, yeah, bitch. And he said he found some letters from some Elizabeth Cookson or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that her name? To the Uh, king. I I know it was Cookson, yeah. 
So, but then the next day they were going to do some more investigating or whatever. They're going to go find that Cookson person because she's mm-hmm. in a sanitarium. Cause she's nuts. But before that, Watson goes to sleep, and this is the this is one of the parts of the story that was like, uh, that's kind of weird to like drop that right in the middle of this. But he has this weird dream about Wells, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Weird dream about meteorite crashing to Earth, but it was really a alien. And there was like yeah. an army of. It was almost like War of the Worlds. It was. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. And I yeah. was like, wait, what? Why the fuck are we just dropping this here in the middle of everything? And I, I guess it was him trying to be like, because it's H.G. Wells, right? Right. But I also wonder if that's sort of the story he told the little girl, or what? Um. It, and his dream just was like, no, we're gonna flesh this shit out. Maybe, but it was it was kind of it was kind of also like it was telling the backstory of this creature that they eventually find. Yeah. But that just was, was kind of weird because, like, why would he have a dream about that? Like, why would it? Yeah. Why would something reveal that to him in a dream? Yeah, it, it just seemed it seemed out of place, kind of. It was a strange fucking choice for sure. Uh, and I mean, like I said, I think it's just because he's like, because I got H.G. Wells, let's play around with it. But yeah. It, I've been debating it since I read it, and it's like, I don't know if I like that or not. <laughs> Which probably means I don't. Yeah, I don't but, think I liked it. But yeah. But anyway, the next day they get up and go interrogate that Cookson woman who had been mailing letters to, he thinks, the king, right? Turns out, wasn't she mailing them to one of the princes? Because wasn't she involved in... Yeah, I think she was fucking around with one of the princes. And yeah, because she was a, like a prostitute, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like totally batshit crazy and making no sense when they go to talk to her. So Sherlock robs her. Yeah, he stole her locket from around her neck. <laughs> and uh, showed the one of the, the guards, the palace guard, the picture that was in the locket. And mm. the dude was like freaking out. He's like, that's her. That's the girl that's been in the room and trying to kill the princess and... It turns out it's that Cookson chick's daughter, right? Yeah. You say the guard starts freaking out. I just imagine Daffy Duck being like, I don't know why. (laughs) So then they go, then they go snatch that chick because she's like a prostitute too now, which this is, I, maybe I, maybe I read it wrong, but didn't they say that this, that the girl in white that was showing up was like a carbon copy of the princess. Wasn't she supposed to be an exact double of her? See, I couldn't, I wasn't sure if it was the princess or the other girl. That part was kind of cloudy to me because spoilers, they were drawing blood from whoever it was a double of to feed it to this creature for, I think they drew like a pint a month to feed to this creature so it would fuck with the princess. Right. And I wasn't sure if it was well, the it, princess I, or what. Yeah, it was a it was a copy of the girl, that Cookson girl, the Cookson woman's daughter, who's now an yeah. adult working in the red light district. Okay. It was supposed to be a clone of her, but in, earlier in the story I thought they said the it looked that the princess said it looked just like her. And uh, and, the, and the mother said that too, I thought. The, the queen or whatever said that. I don't so that's where I got confused because I'm like, wait a minute. This princess is only like 11 or 10 or yeah. something. How is how is the, the her exact duplicate working as a hooker? This, you might be fucking pinpointing why I was like, I don't know. This this just seems a little weird. Because it does. The more you 
pointed out, yeah, it doesn't feel like everything is explained as well as it should be. But yeah, like you said, it was one of the king's sons from his first marriage got jealous when he remarried and had this Which, princess. we should point out, all of them are fucking dead. All of them who? All the, the princes? princes. Yeah, because yeah, there was three and they were always battling with their dad. And they all caught dead in a big bad way. Well, one of them, one of them was the one who started reading the Necronomicon and, get, and all that stuff because exactly that's why he how how they they grew this like tree monster Critter, or something yeah. that could take on the shape of a person. Which is that something from a Lovecraft story or no? The Shoggoth or whatever. I think so. Yeah. That name sounds familiar, but I can't I can't place what story it's from. Okay. Yeah, see, that's why an index would be helpful on this to, like, tell you where the characters come from if they're, like, direct rips from Lovecraft or to tell you when these stories were originally written or if they were published in short story collections or magazines or something. Right. But, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but anyway, they eventually they they figure out what it is because the thing comes to H.G. Wells and is trying to, like, get up on his bone rock. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, and then he turns around, looks in the mirror, and he, it doesn't look like that hot chick anymore. It looks like a slug monster or something. Yeah, it was like fucking slobbing on his knob or kissing him or something, and then he, it started like slobbering on his neck or something. He was like, oh yeah, you gonna go a little lower? Baby? And then he started and he tasting blood from from yeah. the thing kissing him, and I was like, ew, nasty. <laughs> But he looked over his shoulder as it was, like, kissing his neck or something, and he was like, wait, what, what, what? Uh-huh. He was, like, doing he Dutch rudder, and he like... was like, wait a minute. <laughs> then he turned into fucking Daffy Duck and was like, <laughs> and he pushed the critter off. And when he pushed the critter off, it was like, it's still me, baby. It was all hot and fucking nice titties. Ew, and... no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. After he pushed it off, it looked like the girl again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But didn't say anything. No. No. And that's what I said. It was like, ooh. But they end up chasing it. It runs away and they have to go find it. So they go back to the cooks and chick and she spills the beans and tells the whole story about how the prince is the one who yeah. did this. And ah, what me? Blame him. Yeah. They have to find out where this this thing is so they can go kill it. Because it's like a, like I said, it's like a tree and they have to cut it off at the roots or something or Something to kill it. Didn't they burn it up? Yeah, they burned it. But they, but it was that was that's this part was kind of cool where they, they find this like cluster of tree trunk root things growing all together. And it looks all unnatural and weird. Mm. So they figure that must be where it is, and they go and investigate it. And Holmes finds a hole in the side, like a knot hole or something, and he like looks in there, and you can see that that uh, doppelganger, like all sleeping in there like the three-eyed raven and shit so he whipped his dick out and pissed in there and he's like <laughs> no he like puts it in and starts like pumping <laughs> <laughs> and see i was trying not to go fucking oh uh, elementary I was trying not to go sexual for once. It seems like when we do book club, we're like, and then this guy punched the other dude in the fucking prostate, and the chick started blowing him, and it was a rusty trombone. It's like, wait, what? So I was like, he pissed on it, and you're like, no, he fucked it. He fucked that hole. <laughs> well, I mean. Now that we got the obligatory filth out of the way, then what happened? <laughs> uh, Nothing. They burned him up, and then they went home. The end. Well, there you go. That's a story, I suppose. 
Um, so overall, what'd you think of these two stories? I liked them a lot better than the first two, for sure. Does this give you more hope than the last two did for this book? Yeah, definitely. This one felt like a, a Doyle story. Yeah. The, the the story of it did. Like, the, the mystery of it kind of did. Yeah. But yeah, well, I, don't, it, I don't know, the, the writing was kind of, yeah, like you said, something was off about it. And, you know, the thing is, there's a lot of stories, there's a lot of, uh, the Holmes canon that I will give this dude, this feels a lot like, where Sherlock's like, hey, how about you go do that? And he's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. And he fucks off, does something, and comes back. They're like, wait, where the fuck did you find that? And he's like, well, you didn't see that? So he did nail that part. But yeah, there's just something that's like, oh, no. I guess it's time to give him ratings, isn't it? Yeah. I want you to go first on Wavy Black Dagger. How, what, how, did we do one out of ten? One to ten, yes. I mean? Yeah, and we went through like a half hour of being like, a batting average. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right, 500 right, right. is still good. And it's like, okay, batting averages, let's not do that. And then we went somewhere else, and you're like, oh, but, 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 great point. And it's like, well, a 4.0 is, st- is still good. And it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Wavy Black Dagger like an eight and a half. Really? Yeah, or like a nine, maybe. Well, talk it out. What are you giving it? Uh, I'll give, oh, it, it, a, give it a nine. You can go quarter points too. I'll give it a nine. It was good. I liked it. It was it was it was an enjoyable read and it was really smooth. Yeah. Well, I it shouldn't be surprising, but I gave that one a ten because it was everything I wanted and it was so fucking like I said, surgically precise and getting what it wanted done done mm-hmm. that it was like that's perfect. That that story specifically is exactly what I wanted because it felt like, you know, Doyle and then there was that weird fucking like, wait, did you say old one? Twist in there too. So, yeah. Now we come to a case of royal blood. Uh, do you remember what I gave Tiger Tiger last week? Seven and a half? Do I remember? No. But do I have it written down? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, do you want me to tell you what you gave those two last week? Well, I was gonna. I was thinking I was going to give uh, royal blood a seven and a half. You're retarded. Too high? No. Too low? Too low. Well, you gave Tiger Tiger 7.75. Oh, did I? That's why I was yeah. asking you what... I couldn't remember what my... No, no, I, I gathered that. I you just know, what to... my rating... What my... Uh... Previous score was. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, I'll no, give it... I I knew that's why you were asking. I just wanted to lull you into saying something so I could be like, what are you fucking dumb? Okay, so then I'll get... I yeah, I knew you were baiting time. me. Um, I'm a master baiter. Yeah, so I'll give this one a uh, <laughs> 8.25, I guess. 8.25, for the reasons we discussed. And, you know, I'll give you this, because we, you know, we came to the whole rating system based on, you know, me listening to TNC a lot lately. Yeah. You can adjust your score, like your upcoming scores, based on what's been behind you, too. I'm, I mean, I know I baited you into fucking... Uh, saying something just so I could be like, "Oh, you fucking dumb!" But you can, <laughs> you can adjust your score based on what's come already. You know your future scores. So if you know you think that's a seven point five or whatever, that's valid. I'm just giving you shit because you went high on Tiger. But yeah, this is one I've struggled with because, again. Wavy Black Dagger, I knew once I finished it. It's like, that's a 10. Also, I'll give you this, too. I have the benefit of looking at the scores 
Whereas you, you're just going off the top of your head. But I knew that story was a 10 when I read it. I just didn't want to give it a perfect score because I don't yeah. like giving totally perfect scores unless it's something that just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. Which, this one was really, really good and I really liked it, but it wasn't like, I didn't fall out of my chair afterward, you know. Which? The wavy black dagger. Well, I mean, I wasn't fucking spontaneously coming or anything, but... Well, but I mean, that to me, that's a 10. Oh, then I would never give anything a 10. Because <laughs> I've never watched something about, oh my god, I'm a PPT girl. Well, you just gotta open your mind a little more. Actually, you know... Stop I, being so have, closed off. I have seen things that it was like, oh my god. But I've never just, like, spontaneously come. Because, hmm. I mean, talking... Uh, solo. I saw that and it was like, arr, 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 but it was only just a mild vibration in my balls. Well, I mean that's close enough. <laughs> all right, all right. Fuck you. Wavy black dagger gets a ten. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but a case of royal blood. I struggled with that one. Like I said, black dagger. Right away, I knew it was a ten. This one though, it's like, well, I've been talking it out all week. It's like. I think it gets like a five just off the top because it's what I wanted. It's Sherlock, not Sherlock Universe. So it gets five right away for that, you know. It was good. Necronomicon, that gets it like another two points. So that's a seven. Yeah. It was a little confusing, so that knocks it down a bit, you know. Yeah. So I'm kind of sitting at a seven and a half, but I did like it more than Tiger Tiger, so... Well, that's why I, I went up to 8.25, because 8. it was definitely better than that. Well, I, I gave think that Maybe a I went point. too high on Tiger Tiger is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you gave Study and Emerald a 6. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking you did start out way too high. Yeah, I was way too generous. Yeah. <laughs> I gave uh, Study and Emerald a 2, remember? <laughs> yeah, I know. You totally shit on that. I did. So, yeah, I'm thinking I might go 7.75. Okay. Like I said, I struggled with that, though. Because it's good, but there's still that nagging at the back the back of my brain that's like, but is it? There's something missing. There's something off. And I can't nail it down. So, yeah. Um, you want me to calculate our averages real quick? Yeah, go for it. Compute that shit. Let's see. So, right now, your average... Whoa. You're ridiculous. So right now for this book, you're sitting at a 7.75. It's not too bad. No. It's almost a B. Let's see, for four stories, that's pretty fucking good, son. I'm definitely going to be lower than you, though. Neil Gaiman fucked that up. You really threw off the average. Uh, let's see, two plus... Hopefully he's the only one that threw it off. I hope, yeah. I really hope it's there's no more that are that low. 7.75? Woof! Well, you were at 31, I think. Yeah, I'm at 26.25. So let's see, divided by 4, I'm at a 6.5625. Goddamn Neil Gaiman. Right now we're sitting at a 7.15625. Okay. Average between us. So that's... Still, it's a C. It's barely hanging on. I'm not thinking that. I'm just thinking overall... Um, if that's too high or too low, you know? Yeah. And I'm not quite sure. Because I, th- I think your score is a little 
too high at this point, and I think mine's a little too low. Fucking Neil Gaiman. But yeah, um, I think I asked you this last episode. I'll ask you again. What is where's your needle at on anticipation following these two stories for the future? It's higher than it was. I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to see the next bit. All right. Well, that's good to hear then. Yeah, you've read ahead, right? So. Yeah, I've read, I think, like, three pages of the next story. Yeah? Yeah. Not feeling it? Yeah, this next story might uh, drag my average down a little bit more. Oh, no. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, so... No watch, you're gonna be like, Are you fucking stupid? That was autumn. Mm, probably not. Nah. I don't know, I still got two stories that I've got my hopes up for, so let's... Hope they don't disappoint. But yeah, I'm I'm still fucking fully on board. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Let's say we do some thank yous and get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Um, thank yous, as per usual. Go to at the J Sarge for our opening music, at Sherry Archinoff for our logo for this and the main show. For our intro skit for this, we thank at TSD Groupie. That's E at T-E-S-D groupie. And for making this uh, series of book club possible, thanks to at G-I-G-I-A-M-K-3-0 at G-G-A-M-K-30 on the Twitter. And knock off the 30 and that's our Insta-Sham. Time for our shit, isn't it? Yep. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. Uh, get yourself some extra audio by going to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com. We've got five albums up there. We've got the uh, Camping Trip, the Nerd Blitz Pilot Trio, the Laughing Bird, the DCCU album, and H.P. Lovecraft's In the Vault. Oh my god, it's almost like we fucking knew we were going to do that. For 5435 five, and anything over a dollar, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the Scooby-Doom, you are? At Fitzman73. And both on the Twitter and the Instagram, we are at NerdBlitzPod. So yeah, that's a show. Is that everything for these two stories? I think so. I don't think we missed any important details. No, it really feels like we zipped through that, but I don't really think we did. No, I mean, no, I don't think we did. So, I guess until next time... Bookmark it. This has been a feature of... JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.